We are reading Jeremiah chapter 41 verse 1 through chapter 44 verse 14 and Proverbs 15 verses 1 through 17 here on Commuter Bible OT. The prophecies of Jeremiah foretelling the devastation of Jerusalem have come to pass. Through it all, the Lord has kept his promises and has protected Jeremiah from harm. With the blessing of the Chaldean captain of the guards, Jeremiah has elected to stay in Jerusalem. As Jeremiah continues to serve the Lord through this transition, he must navigate new relationships and new authorities. After Ishmael leads an insurrection against Gedaliah, the new governor, Johanan rescues those taken captive in an effort to flee to Egypt. Through Jeremiah, the Lord warns Johanan and the others that they should stay in Judah, but they refuse to listen, and in an ironic twist, Jeremiah is deported to Egypt by the remnant of Judah. Jeremiah, chapters 41 through chapter 44, verse 14. In the seventh month, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, son of Elishama, of the royal family, and one of the king's chief officers, came with ten men to Gedaliah son of Ahikam at Mizpah. They ate a meal together there in Mizpah. But then Ishmael son of Nethaniah and the ten men who were with him got up and struck down Gedaliah son of Ahikam son of Shaphan with the sword. He killed the one the king of Babylon had appointed in the land. Ishmael also struck down all the Judeans who were with Gedaliah at Mizpah as well as the Chaldean soldiers who were there. On the day after he killed Gedaliah, when no one knew yet, eighty men came from Shechem, Shiloh, and Samaria, who had shaved their beards, torn their clothes, and gashed themselves, and who were carrying grain and incense offerings to bring to the temple of the Lord. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, came out of Mizpah to meet them, weeping as he came. When he encountered them, he said, Come to get Elias, son of Ahikam. But when they came into the city, Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, and the men with him, slaughtered them and threw them into a cistern. However, there were ten men among them who said to Ishmael, Don't kill us, for we have hidden treasure in the field, wheat, barley, oil, and honey. So he stopped and did not kill them along with their companions. Now the cistern where Ishmael had thrown all the corpses of the men he had struck down was a large one that King Asa had made in the encounter with King Basha of Israel. Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, filled it with the slain. Then Ishmael took captive all the rest of the people of Mizpah, including the daughters of the king. All those who remained in Mizpah, over whom Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, had appointed Gedaliah son of Ahikam. Ishmael son of Nethaniah took them captive and set off to cross over to the Ammonites. When Johanan son of Kareah and all the commanders of the armies with him heard of all the evil that Ishmael son of Nethaniah had done, they took all their men and went to fight with Ishmael, son of Nethaniah. They found him by the great pool in Gibeon. When all the people held by Ishmael saw Johanan, son of Korea, and all the commanders of the army with him, 
they rejoiced. All the people whom Ishmael had taken captive from Mizpah turned around and rejoined Johanan, son of Korea. But Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, escaped from Johanan with eight men and went to the Ammonites. Johanan, son of Korea, and all the commanders of the armies with him, then took from Mizpah all the remnant of the people whom he had recovered from Ishmael, son of Nethaniah, after Ishmael had killed Gedaliah, son of Ahikam. Men, soldiers, women, children, and court officials whom he brought back from Gibeon. They left, stopping in Gareth Chimham, which is near Bethlehem, in order to make their way into Egypt away from the Chaldeans. For they feared them because Ishmael son of Nethaniah had struck down Gedaliah son of Ahikam, whom the king of Babylon had appointed over the land. Then all the commanders of the armies, along with Johanan son of Korea, Jezaniah son of Hoshiah, and all the men from the least to the greatest, approached the prophet Jeremiah and said, May our petition come before you. Pray to the Lord your God on our behalf, on behalf of this entire remnant. For few of us remain out of the many, as you can see with your own eyes. That the Lord your God may tell us the way we should go and the thing we should do. So the prophet Jeremiah said to them, I have heard. I will now pray to the Lord your God according to your words. And I will tell you every word that the Lord answers you. I won't withhold a word from you. And they said to Jeremiah, May the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us if we don't act according to every word the Lord your God sends you to tell us. Whether it is pleasant or unpleasant, we will obey the Lord our God to whom we are sending you so that it may go well with us. We will certainly obey the Lord our God. At the end of ten days, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and he summoned Johanan, son of Korea, all the commanders of the armies who were with him, and all the people from the least to the greatest. He said to them, This is what the Lord says. The God of Israel, to whom you sent me to bring your petition before him. If you will indeed stay in this land, then I will rebuild you and not demolish you, and I will plant and not uproot you, because I relent concerning the disaster that I have brought on you. Don't be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you now fear. Don't be afraid of him. This is the Lord's declaration. Because I am with you to save you and rescue you from him. I will grant you compassion, and he will have compassion on you, and allow you to return to your own soil. But if you say, We will not stay in this land, in order to disobey the Lord your God, and if you say, No, instead we'll go to the land of Egypt, where we will not see war, or hear the sound of the ram's horn, or hunger for food, and we'll live there. 
Then hear the word of the Lord, remnant of Judah. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. If you are firmly resolved to go to Egypt and stay there for a while, then the sword you fear will overtake you there in the land of Egypt, and the famine you are worried about will follow on your heels there to Egypt, and you will die there. All who resolve to go to Egypt to stay there for a while will die by the sword, famine, and plague. They will have no survivor or fugitive from the disaster I will bring on them. For this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. Just as my anger and fury were poured out on Jerusalem's residents, so will my fury pour out on you if you go to Egypt. You will become an example for cursing, scorn, execration, and disgrace, and you will never see this place again. The Lord has spoken concerning you, remnant of Judah. Don't go to Egypt. Know for certain that I have warned you today. You have gone astray at the cost of your lives, because you are the ones who sent me to the Lord your God, saying, Pray to the Lord our God on our behalf. And as for all that the Lord our God says, tell it to us, and we'll act accordingly. For I have told you today, but you have not obeyed the Lord your God in everything he has sent me to tell you. Now therefore, know for certain that by the sword, famine, and plague, you will die in the place where you desired to go to stay for a while. When Jeremiah had finished speaking to all the people, all the words of the Lord their God, all these words the Lord their God had sent him to give them. Then Azariah son of Hoshiah, Johanan son of Kareah, and all the other arrogant men responded to Jeremiah. You are speaking a lie. The Lord our God has not sent you to say, you must not go to Egypt to stay there for a while. Rather, Barak, son of Neriah, is inciting you against us to hand us over to the Chaldeans, to put us to death, or to deport us to Babylon. So Johanan, son of Korea, all the commanders of the armies, and all the people, failed to obey the Lord's command to stay in the land of Judah. Instead, Johanan, son of Korea, 
and all the commanders of the armies led away the whole remnant of Judah, those who had returned to stay in the land of Judah from all the nations where they had been banished. They led away the men, women, children, kings, daughters, and everyone whom Nebuzaradan, captain of the guards, had allowed to remain with Gedaliah son of Ahikam son of Shaphan. They also led the prophet Jeremiah and Barak son of Neriah away. They went to the land of Egypt because they did not obey the Lord. They went as far as Toponese. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah at Toponese. Pick up some large stones and set them in the mortar of the brick pavement that is at the opening of Pharaoh's palace at Toponese. Do this in the sight of the Judean men and tell them. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. I will send for my servant Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and I will place his throne on these stones that I have embedded and he will pitch his pavilion over them. He will come and strike down the land of Egypt, those destined for death to death, those destined for captivity to captivity, and those destined for the sword to the sword. I will kindle a fire in the temples of Egypt's gods, and he will burn them and take them captive. He will clean the land of Egypt as a shepherd picks lice off his clothes, and he will leave there unscathed. He will smash the sacred pillars of the sun temple in the land of Egypt and burn the temples of the Egyptian gods. This is the word that came to Jeremiah for all the Jews living in the land of Egypt, at Migdal, Toponese, Memphis, and in the land of Pathros. This is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. You have seen all the disaster I brought against Jerusalem and all Judah's cities. Look, they are a ruin today without an inhabitant in them because of the evil they committed to anger me by going and burning incense to serve other gods that they, you, and your ancestors did not know. So I sent you all my servants, the prophets, time and time again, saying, Don't commit this detestable action that I hate. But they did not listen or pay attention. They did not turn from their evil or stop burning incense to other gods. So my fierce wrath poured out and burned in Judah's cities and Jerusalem's streets so that they became the desolate ruin they are today. So now, this is what the Lord, the God of armies, the God of Israel says. Why are you doing such terrible harm to yourselves? You are cutting off man and woman, infant and nursing baby from Judah, leaving yourselves without a remnant. You are angering me by the work of your hands. You are burning incense to other gods in the land of Egypt, where you have gone to stay for a while. As a result, you will be cut 
off and become an example for cursing and insult among all the nations of the earth. Have you forgotten the evils of your ancestors, the evils of Judah's kings, the evils of their wives, your own evils, and the evils of your wives that were committed in the land of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? They have not become humble to this day. And they have not feared or followed my instruction or my statutes that I set before you and your ancestors. Therefore, this is what the Lord of armies, the God of Israel, says. I am about to set my face against you to bring disaster, to cut off all Judah, and I will take away the remnant of Judah those who have set their face to go to the land of Egypt to stay there. All of them will meet their end in the land of Egypt. They will fall by the sword. They will meet their end by famine. Then they will become an example for cursing, scorn, execration, and disgrace. I will punish those living in the land of Egypt, just as I punished Jerusalem by sword, famine, and plague. Then the remnant of Judah, those going to live for a while there in the land of Egypt, will have no fugitive or survivor to return to the land of Judah, where they are longing to return to stay. For they will not return, except for a few fugitives." Proverbs chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. A gentle answer turns away anger, but a harsh word stirs up wrath. The tongue of the wise makes knowledge attractive, but the mouth of fools blurts out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere, observing the wicked and the good. The tongue that heals is a tree of life, but a devious tongue breaks the spirit. A fool despises his father's discipline, but a person who accepts correction is sensible. The house of the righteous has great wealth, but trouble accompanies the income of the wicked. The lips of the wise broadcast knowledge, but not so the heart of fools. The sacrifice of the wicked is detestable to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. The Lord detests the way of the wicked, but he loves the one who pursues righteousness. Discipline is harsh for the one who leaves the path. The one who hates correction will die. Sheol and Abaddon lie open before the Lord, How much more human hearts. A mocker doesn't love one who corrects him. He will not consult the wise. A joyful heart makes a face cheerful, but a sad heart produces a broken spirit. A discerning mind seeks knowledge, but the mouth of fools feeds on foolishness. All the days of the oppressed are miserable but a cheerful heart has a continual feast.
better a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with turmoil. Better a meal of vegetables where there is love than a fattened ox with hatred. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember to trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know Him, and He will make your paths straight.